0: A very blessed and good morning to all of you as we enter into this first Friday of the month of April. Since the last First Friday show here dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, All of us have indeed entered into some challenging moments. As we enter into this first Friday, dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in this month of April here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, I invite you to join me as we enter into the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass offered throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we're scattered here, there, everywhere throughout the kingdom of God this morning. <laughs> this is Father Stosh Daly coming live from the studio here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by Chuck and Joanne coming, calling in from their home. Good and, morning. And then we also have a very special guest this morning, blessed uh, to have Bishop Brennan from the Chancery, the Diocese of Columbus in downtown Columbus. Bishop,
1: welcome to Sacred Heart Hour. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you, even if I'm with you socially distantly. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) It's amazing how the technology unites all of us. It uh, gives us an opportunity to reflect on how the spirit binds us even closer than what technology can.
1: You know, One Silver Lining, I, they've been talking about this, but I actually now have a little uh, studio in, in my office. They gave me a microphone and this little Comrex machine and um, and some kind of a signal. So I am attached to the studio somehow or another. <laughs> yes. Well, we can hear you oh, loud I and found- clear. <laughs> and I think, you know, what's beautiful and powerful
0: uh, is, you know, throughout the day to be able to hear the voice of our bishop uh, in Holy Mass and also the Divine Mercy Chaplet uh, brought to the faithful, to our ears and our hearts, our souls and our minds through St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. So, you know, Bishop, thank you for that opportunity and the cooperation. I know there is so much on your plate, on your mind and on your heart, as it is for everyone, but it's really a great sense of relief and joy to hear uh, the words of our shepherd uh, day in and day out as we all journey through this with peer- perseverance together. So thank Absolutely. you for that.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you. Um, but I really have to say thanks to St. Gabriel Radio, first of all, because um, y- you've given me this great opportunity. What, what a powerful opportunity to be able to speak directly to our folks, to hear back from our folks, and to, to do so using the, the basic communication of the radio, one it's of the true. earliest forms, yeah. right? Yeah. And yet it's, it's a form of communication that's remained steady. And You know the internet is great, and uh, we have some terrific resources in terms of streaming and all of that. But uh, the the radio was somewhat universal.
0: You know, Bishop Brennan. There's this running joke. Every month on the first Friday, we always try to figure out how. Is a Franciscan going to work his or her way into the show? You know? <laughs> and as you were speaking about radio and the power of communication, I, all I could think of was Saint Maximilian Kolbe oh, and how he initiated job, not only the printed word but also the communicated word over spoken through the radio. And now friars of the world over are working with uh, TV shows as well. And it's such a beautiful, powerful way to see how technology can be harnessed for the proclamation of the gospel. And, And, uh, you know,
2: we have an opportunity to, because of the archives, and because of people can access this program and many others um, later if they can't catch it this morning. It's another way to evangelize and to reach out.
0: Absolutely. And as we enter into this first Friday, we're joined by uh, Bishop Robert Brennan from the downtown offices at the Chancery for the Diocese of Columbus, Chuck and Joanne Wilson, and then... uh, Father Stosh Daly here from the studios at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And every first Friday, we spend this hour earlier in the day uh, just reminding ourselves of the powerful significance and the reality and also the relevancy of having that opportunity to remember the power of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on the first Friday of every month. Um, for the four you know, of us Father, here, all of us Chuck. has traveled through much over the past month. And, uh, you know, Chuck and Joanne, uh, we're used to this every first Friday this show, Uh You know, what comes to your mind as we now enter into this new month, a new First Friday, with a very changed reality around us?
3: Well, Father, for me, I was thinking when we met in 2011 to come together and uh, see if this was of the Lord, uh, to spread this devotion in the diocese and then go out nationally, I think of how relevant it is for today, the gift that homes that have enthroned or homes that can be enthroned to the Sacred Heart, and maybe, Father, just share a little bit why this is so important today, to really bring the family together with Jesus, when we can't go to the Eucharist, but we have his heart in our homes.
0: Sure. You know, one of the beautiful things is that Jesus himself speaks these words uh, to every single Christian heart, every single mind, every single person, and he offers these words to us of consolation but also of encouragement. And, you know, one of the things that our Lord said himself is, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. One of the promises of the Sacred Heart. I will give peace to their families. I will console them in all their troubles. Uh, But then he also highlights how he will bless the homes in which the image of his Sacred Heart shall be exposed and honored. And whenever the Lord is prompting us to respond to him, to return to him, to follow him, to listen, to spend time with him, It's a pleading of the sacred heart of Jesus. And, you know, Bishop Brennan, you have such a deep and abiding love for your Irish roots. And I couldn't help, as we were beginning all of uh, this change in reality about a month or so ago, you know, you think of the Irish people, so strong and so uh, faithful for so many centuries. And in almost every Irish household, you would find the sacred heart of Jesus,
1: in the Absolutely. sacred heart
0: of Jesus. And a lot of times it was because they were striving to have strength to persevere through persecution. Mm. Um, but in our own age, Bishop, you know, it's a persecution in a very different form of way. It's, it's a reality of precaution. Not so much persecution, but it's a reality of precaution. And, you know, Bishop, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of evaluating how the ancestors of our past found strength in the sacred heart of Jesus in their homes as a way of persevering?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, it, first of all, the, the image displayed is a, a reminder of a deeper reality that Jesus Christ dwells within this home. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's it's a reminder to the eyes drawing us to Jesus and drawing us, of course, to his heart. His heart broken with sorrow for our sufferings and our sins, but also a heart that's so full of love and that draws us in closer. So um, I think that over the generations it has been a great source of strength to people um when when i look back and i think of family you know my grandparents and um their their uh, parents and grandparents um that that the image of the sacred heart and the invitation of jesus to draw close um kept the family close together Absolutely. and strong yeah. um in faith so that they could be faithful to what they had to do um, under the circumstances of the time. Yeah.
2: You know, we hear that so much of, you know, oh, my grandmother had this, or even my parents had this image in our home. And I think what is so beautiful is that uh, it never. I, the Lord always makes good on his promises. They're timeless. But there is such a renewal, such a awareness that it wasn't just for them. It's for now, and one of the gifts of the now is uh, understanding how much we need the Lord. And we are not in control. We are never in control, but we, it's, it's, it's coming closer to the reality of our lives. And as that happens, the Sacred Heart of Jesus I really believe now that we have the home enthronement manual all set. We have things are already in place that we could have never imagined, and especially your connection, Bishop. I can just see that it's the Lord is providing for us. He's gone before us, and even a new way in a, in a showering of the graces, maybe like never before. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I think you know one of the, the one of the things we can opportunity uh, seize the opportunity to meditate upon is a lot of people associate and uh associate the devotion of the Sacred Heart to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, you know, who had the mm-hmm. apparitions of the Sacred Heart, but it's important for all of us uh Catholics to realize the devotion of the Sacred Heart does not go back to the 1670s. It goes mm-hmm. back to the incarnation, you know, when the heart of Jesus began to beat within the womb of mm-hmm. the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's when the devotion to the heart of Jesus begins. Uh, God dwelling among us. And to see the image of the heart of Jesus in our homes, before our very own eyes, it's an opportunity to realize and to reflect upon what Bishop Brendan just shared. It's God dwelling among us. And the fact that He wants us even more than we want Him. God wants us even more than we want Him.
1: That's right.
3: You know, Father, um, as people are listening, they might say, well, where do we go I would say for those listening, go to welcomehisheart.com. Welcomehisheart.com. Uh, it has wonderful videos, uh, which really explain in a deeper way what this enthronement, the why, the what, and how. And today, because the missionaries up until this point had the opportunity to go into homes and witness and help families with their enthronement. because we don't have that today, when you go on the website, welcomeisheart.com, you can download the booklet. It has an image. You can also stop by St. Gabriel Radio and pick up the packet. It's the same packet that we had at both the men's and women's conference. Or you can go ahead and sign up, and it will be mailed to your home. But this way is you can go ahead and do the intro, on your own, a missionary will call you to answer any questions and pray with you. And for those that want a missionary to be involved, uh we have that great website, Zoom, today, oh, where, yes. yeah, <laughs> where Father Stash could be right in your living room with you.
0: Oh, that's just what we all want, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> the
2: Sacred Heart and Father
3: Stas, Exactly. <laughs>
0: I could be in worse company and so good the lord i think
2: <laughs> you know one thing i want to share is that for those who have already enthroned how important it is to renew that but also uh, as a suggestion if your pictures are hanging say in a hallway or in a room that really hasn't become the focus room during this time you know take it take them off the wall Put a, make a little shrine like we make the uh, May month of May sometimes little area in our homes. Make a special place where it's visible, and Jesus and Mary are really, really in part of the family, and honor it and pray in front of the image, and really help. It will help you to reconnect, and that's what Chuck and I are doing in the morning. And it really, you know, having that place to go, having those, as Mother Angelica said, holy reminders, um, it's a help. And don't just leave them on a wall in a hall right now, <laughs> Special, mm, yeah. especially, just a suggestion.
3: <laughs>
0: There's always that opportunity for all of us to remember that the reality of the present moment has brought yeah. us into our homes. And whether yeah. we live alone or whether we are with our spouse, yeah. our children, our parents, you know, just because we're now uh, in our homes doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get along. (laughs) And and I think, you know, if we go back to the words of our Lord himself, where he's asking us to be like his heart, meek and humble. Mm. And when we start to find ourselves having to confront those very real dimensions of our personality, which kind of lead us to be impatient or frustrated Mm -hmm. or a sense of uh, a real and definite sense of uh, loss of control, that's the moment where the Lord can work the greatest because that's where it's like, okay, now it's time to live as I live. Now it's time to pray as I pray, love as I love. And there's a sacrificial dimension. And, you know, like Bishop highlighted earlier, you know, at this moment, we've been brought together in our homes. And whether it's someone who lives alone and can be confronted with the very real temptation of thinking that they are forgotten mm. or abandoned, the Lord is speaking to that person I am here with you whether it's the the couple, married couple, family, and it's like, okay, we're together maybe a little too much. We're starting to get on each other's nerves a little too much. (laughs) It's like the Lord is like, let me be at the center of this. You know, the Lord wants to carry that burden. He wants to carry the love into our hearts. And there's an opportunity for that, the growth in the spiritual life, even when we think we are so far from the spiritual life. It's this moment right now in our homes where the Lord can transform uh, where we are into where we need to be. Who we are and who we need to be, uh, you know, Bishop. You've encouraged us to pray uh, in the home, and really, that's a call that has been universal to make our home the domestic church. And now that's the Lord's right. asking us to do it in a very, very intentional, purposeful <laughs> way.
1: That's right. The church, the the family, the home is the to use the term in Vatican two documents is the domestic church, but it's also the beginning for most of us of our experience of the church. It's within the family. It's um, the prayers that we learn, the images that were in the home. I often turn to the nativity set as a, a powerful tool of evangelization. But the image of the Sacred Heart hanging on the wall, um, the the crucifix, those are things that become tangible reminders and even teaching tools in the family. They, you know, why why do we have that? And why yeah. why why does Jesus look that way? Why are we looking inside his heart? What's that all about? Those. Those kinds of questions can help a family to go deeper into the spiritual reality. Sometimes we have a hard time talking about those things, but um, sharing these images become opportunities for us to talk about the love of God.
0: That's so true. And we also have to, I think, acknowledge that there's no um, threshold of an image, I mean, I think of in a time like this, it's like, I I remember the many missionary priests who were imprisoned in the Tower of London during the great period of the religious upheaval. And they had nothing in their their cells. They had nothing as they were awaiting the fate of their lives to be determined by a court. And if you go into some of those cells, you find what, for all intents and purposes, Mm. is religious graffiti. And you'd find Mm. these priests had nothing in their cell but they would carve into the wall a cross with a heart imposed over it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the earliest, but painful, but very Mm -hmm. relevant. It's like, that's all they had. And I think, you know, a lot of times we will hear feedback or questions from people saying, well, but what kind of image of the sacred heart do I need? You know, what's the right one? Is there a correct one? Is there an inappropriate one? And it's like, the heart of Jesus is so universally applicable that even our brothers and sisters, where they are deprived of so much— or withheld from so much, they see the cross, they see the heart, they're reminded, they're able to have a focus for their their life. They're able to have a focus for their love. And, I, you know, one of the things that's been so consoling is to go back to that reality. God wants us more than we even want Him. Mm. And that's a powerful source of liberation, but also, the other key word that comes back is, it's a ex- powerful experience of solidarity. You know, uh, the Lord suffers with us. He is not far from us. He suffers with us and he wants us. And uh, once again, you, in these moments where we can be united through technology, all we have to do is let our eyes, let our heart, let our prayers be oriented towards the heart of Jesus. And there's solidarity. There's unity there. There's consolation. There's companionship. There's a great sense of alleviation. Uh, and the burden is shared. I mean, the Lord... Well, I've gone back to some of those things, you know. uh, Jesus is not a deity or a God from the past who makes us suffer. He is the God-man who suffers with us. And Mm. to allow ourselves to kind of be uh, consoled by that truth and to be alleviated in that suffering.
3: You know, Father, we we have people listening today, like myself, that are maybe converts or uh, people that have not had a prayer life on the home front, what are some steps for just a person that doesn't even feel comfortable about praying, struggles with praying, but particularly now they have to be open to how do they invite their family, and what would be a beginning prayer for them that are not as comfortable with maybe praying a decade of the rosary or the mm-hmm. rosary? What, what would be the first step you'd recommend?
0: I'm going to defer to my boss, Bishop <laughs> Brennan.
3: <laughs> Somehow I thought you might. Have <laughs> that was the
0: Holy Spirit. He's giving you a heads up, Bishop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there are a few things. First of all, let's start with the basics. So, and I, I think the visual. We are we, our faith is an incarnational faith, a sacramental faith, mm-hmm. and so it, it begins with the tangible. So, the image of the Sacred Heart. Or a crucifix, those things prominently displayed in a home are the f- beginnings of prayer. Because when you don't know what to say, when you don't know how to pray,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all you have to do is look. Yeah.
2: Wow. And all you have to Powerful. do is look.
1: And God calls to us. God speaks to us. And, you know, prayer is not, we often think of prayer as being our blah, 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 saying everything to God, but prayer is really God speaking to us. And I know that that's a hard concept to grasp, but that's where the visual can be helpful because when you look carefully, God is speaking to you. You may not realize it. You may not know exactly what he's saying, but boy, he's saying something to you. Just he's, he's drawn your gaze. Secondly, I'm a big believer in the basics. And, um, you, you know, you don't need to say a decade of the rosary or the whole rosary. You can say an Our Father or a Hail Mary. Start with what you can do. Yeah. You know, those are the earlier prayers we learned as children, right? So go back to where we learned to pray. And that was with the basics. And, and then, uh, and, and then let God fill in the blanks. And then second A a third, rather, a third step would be talk from your heart. Just say, you know, almost as if you're talking to yourself, but direct it to God and say, God, this is is what's on my mind today. And just offer that. And finally, for a prayer, for a family, if you don't know anything else to do, I think the most basic of prayers is the table grace. Yeah. If you do nothing else. Mm. But first of all, one of the sad realities is very few families are eating together. And I think we have to make conscious efforts to do that. Um,
2: Well, and and that's part of the gratitude of these times. That, you know, I'm just, that word gratitude Gratitude. just keeps coming into my heart to be so grateful for the things that are instead of grieving the things that are not or being cranky about those things.
3: Exactly. (laughs) But we
2: don't have the sports schedules going on right now. Yeah. We don't right. have a lot of the, even uh, friends coming over. We It's a time of really opportunity for silence, for contemplation, for yeah. deeper prayer, or beginning prayer, that, you know, this is a global moment in time, yeah. and I, I'm, in many ways, uh, I'm grateful for that opportunity and family and, and that, can use exactly. that opportunity come
1: together find be conscious about finding a time that we sit down together mm-hmm. to eat and begin that with prayer Begin it with the simple, Bless the soul, Lord, and these like gifts. You know, it's funny, it's so much of a habit um, that I always have to watch myself outside of uh, liturgical experiences. Liturgical experiences kind of take care of themselves, but, you know, when I'm asked to pray before doing something, I make the sign of the cross and I have to catch myself because I'm ready to go into Bless the soul, Lord. <laughs> <and> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's just such a habit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, you know, um, the, the incredible wisdom that we're sharing with our brothers and sisters on the air right now. It's that there's nothing, um, none of us should be burdened with thinking that the moment of prayer, the moment of intimacy with Jesus has to be complex. It's the Mm. simplicity of it all. It's the beauty of the simplicity. Simplicity, And, uh, you know, as listening to our Bishop speak and going back to the basics and Chuck and Joanne sharing, uh, the power of prayer accompanied by, or lifted up by a sense of gratitude in the home. You know, the image I have in my mind is, uh, seeing my my grandparents and um they were married almost 60 years and um we were all at my grandparents home and the night that my grandmother died uh we were woken up and we came downstairs and my grandfather who I'd had never seen weep or cry um was kneeling at her bedside and you know he couldn't get anything out other than tears but the one thing he prayed the one thing he did that seared a memory into my heart was he made the sign of the cross and Mm. there were no words he couldn't get out he traced the cross on her forehead and then he made the sign of the cross over himself and he just knelt there and the moment was heavy the moment was very heavy and the thing that stood out was the victory of the cross Mm. and it's not that he turned and taught it's not that he looked at us and said anything he knelt there with tears and he made the sign of the cross and I was in high school, and of course, you go through seminary and then now eleven years a priest and like the bishop said it's the simplicity it 's the beauty of simplicity, yeah. the gesture of the cross, even just making the sign of the cross even if even if we can't even get the words out that accompany it, the cross is more than just a sign it's the gift of hope, and uh you know, if we find ourselves in our homes and our apartments and our condominiums, if you know we have to be one of those individuals and We're filled with anxiety over just going into the grocery store. The cross, the sign of the cross, you know, how the cross is united to the heart of Jesus and the heart of Jesus is exposed for us on the cross. Beautiful, powerful, but simple and beautiful.
3: You know, Father, that's why I really like the new enthronement booklet that we have, which is from welcomehisheart.com. It's very simple. There are pictures in it, but it really leads people to help them. If you've never prayed together or if you have struggled praying together or you want to do something for your family, now is the time to go ahead and go to welcomethisheart.com, download the manual, go ahead and pick up the packet at St. Gabriel Radio, or go ahead and fill out the information on the website and we will mail you one because this is a great beginning, and also for fathers for fathers i I also believe that you know uh father, you can Joanne is giving me notes, and i'm trying <laughs> to talk see you you are on a distance this time. I have to laugh. <laughs> You're not getting re- receiving notes. Well,
2: I just wanted to mention that we are requesting a donation, yeah. that this is how our apostolate is able to continue, and there is a suggested donation, but no one has ever turned away.
3: And for fathers listening today, one nice the you know, father and the bishop have talked about the power of the cross, saying night to your children, telling them how much you love them, And give them your blessing by just touching their forehead and put the cross on the forehead.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, the parents are asked to do that at baptism when they welcome the child. You know, we welcome the child at the doors of the church, and the parents and godparents are invited after the priest or the deacon to make the sign of the cross on the forehead of their children. What a powerful reminder of that baptism day.
2: Yes. Beautiful. Well, you know, this being a housewife, mother, I'm also thinking of some of these just simple connections where we have a Bible study and we were able to connect via the phone yesterday and there are 16 in the study, just probably 10 yesterday online, but some of these just simple things that are happening right now in our homes, like... Cleaning, cleaning out drawers, cleaning out closets can be also very spiritual, an awareness of, you know, what do I need to eliminate in my life? Or why is that phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness, a true phrase? And seeing the difference of when we do wipe down our cabinets or discard clothes, that others could be wearing that we're not. There's also a spiritual connection that the Lord can make in, um, in our neighbors walking by, just reaching out to them from distance, saying, you know, hello, I, I am your neighbor, and, you know, stay safe. And, you know, just that smile, bringing that light. These are these sort of simple things that we can do that is bringing our Lord to others, but also to ourselves. And I know for me, it's really some of these things have been very powerful of hearing the Lord speaking to my heart and hopefully um, spreading His
3: love to others.
0: In those moments of grace, it's a good opportunity for intercession, too.
3: Ah, yeah, yeah. And one way to do that is just go through your directory or or names and numbers that have been there in the past, and just reach out to a person today. I know I'm doing that. And, you know, people that I've not talked to maybe in five to ten years. And it's amazing the power of how welcoming that phone call is. Because, Father, as you mentioned, there is no social distancing uh, with the God, man, Jesus, and the soul of one. And Jesus wants us, but he also wants us to extend that to others. And there are a lot of lonely people today. Any thoughts, Father and the Bishop, how we can better connect with people today?
1: I think it's very important, and I I think that's a very practical idea to reach out to people who, um, who are who you haven't really spoken to in a while, people who often are on your mind, uh, maybe people who come across your, your, your table when you're writing Christmas cards or something and say hello. But also there are some people who are around us nearby who we do see who, all the time that we're not seeing right now. And I'm thinking particularly of the elderly, of yeah. the isolated, <laughs> people who ordinarily we might see, for example, at the 6.30 Mass., Um, and and for whom that is a little bit of a family, and uh, to find some people who might feel isolated and reach out to Mm. them.
2: Yeah.
3: Great idea, uh, Bishop. And then, uh, Father Stash, you've put uh, reminding everybody in the monthly Sacred Heart Newsletter about putting a light in your front window at nighttime.
0: Right, yeah. You know, as I mentioned earlier in the, the hour, this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month, um, I couldn't help but think about the custom that a lot of us employ at Christmas time, but it actually came from a time period when Catholics were uh, acknowledging their hunger for Jesus in the Eucharist. And it was the Irish, the Irish Catholics, putting a lit candle on the window at night so that if a priest were traveling by, he would know where the faithful were living. And he would not only know to pray for them, but also to pray with them. Uh, and when possible, you know, enter into the sacred mysteries of our faith. And the idea was, you know, once again, we're living in a time of incredible uh, and charitable precaution. And to have that light in the window as a a source, as a beacon of hope that, you know, the people who live here, we are believers. And we wait for that moment uh, of total union with the Lord. And the world is looking, The world is hungry. The world is starving. And if we who believe can offer hope, then we help to satiate that thirst and take care of that hunger.
2: Father, can we put a whole bunch of Christmas lights? (laughs) I have opened up all my Christmas bins. I'll defer to the bishop on that one. (laughs) That you suggested. And I was like... Well, you know, the mess in my basement
0: that you have helped me create <laughs> that I helped create. Oh, I can assure you, I have not been in your basement.
1: <laughs> I have been social distancing myself. That's right. Well, you know, a couple of thoughts. First of all, I, that I I love that image of the the light in the window at Christmas, and um, and, and I missed doing that this year. I'm, I'm kind of I'm just really this year just learning. And as a matter of fact, I was because of the. Uh, at limina Visit, I was away uh, for a good part of Advent. So I came back and everything was all set and decorated. But I I, I love that tradition of the light in the yeah. window. Yeah. Um, and, and it goes, you're right, it has the Irish roots. And one of the other um, lessons from it was that the light in the window was a message. The Holy Family is welcome in this home. Yep.
3: Mm. yep.
1: And Christ in the stranger is welcome in, in this home. And so it's, it, it's a sign of... Uh, of, of that welcome to the Holy Family. The other thing, when you were talking about your Christmas lights, <laughs> you know, it's a, putting up those Christmas lights, that's an act of defiance in the darkness, mm-hmm. you know, mm. in the darkest part of the year, it's an act of saying, no, we're not going to be overcome by the darkness because the light has come into the world.
3: And mm. so we defy
1: the darkness. And so what you say? has a ring of truth to it that somehow or another we Mm. want to defy this the darkness that we're experiencing right now in this time of pandemic
0: yeah so chuck uh i'm going to invite you to pray for the bishop as you're watching joanne hang christmas decorations (laughs)
1: all over your
0: home (laughs) you know know,
2: i was thinking about bill messerly who's always thinking of new ways to market (laughs) ama20 that we can have St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and we could be promoting these candles in our window. I'm, I'm thinking marketing. <laughs>
3: <I do laughs> uh, think that,
2: across the land. The other
3: yeah. thing, uh, Father, I was thinking of, uh, someone sent me that video from Italy <laughs> where they had the rosary with balloons. Yes. 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 Wasn't it? Yes. And they released it. I was thinking maybe in Columbus sometime by Holy Family. We could be releasing balloons of the rosary. Oh. But I thought that was a powerful witness, particularly the people clapping yes. and yes. recognizing, oh, yeah. Father. Any thoughts?
0: Well, the thing is, that, that was there. See, you know, we Catholics, we're not just um, strong, and of course, on the other side of that coin, we can be very stubborn, but we're hope filled. And the moment we can celebrate and rejoice and celebrate in the glory of the Lord's victory over darkness, we do. And you see that with even like the people in England clapping every night in support of those who are working in the healthcare. The Italians in that video clapping with great joy because they could see a visual reminder of the Rosary being lifted up over their land. These things are not you know they're not just comical or even joyful. They they really resonate with the reality that the Lord is victorious and He has not forgotten us.
1: Well, you know, I'm putting something for out. For
3: me, again, as the convert, just the beauty of the Catholic Church. And I know for people listening today, you know, what we say is we can't worry about the past. But today, what decision that you can make wherever you are, and the bishop and father have given you some things to think about in praying. But take the one step, whatever that step is, you know, to really come closer to the Lord each day during these times, and uh, with that, Father, I'm not sure whether we have a break coming up, because we're uh, in the home and you're at the studio, does Dave want us to have a break?
0: (laughs) Bishop, I'm going to let you share your thought, and you can bring us to a close with a prayer.
1: Okay. Okay, very, very good. what I was saying is maybe something to think about, and now I know we're going to be flooded with suggestions, but Easter is coming up, the, the celebration the great celebration of christ's victory over everything, over sin, over the uh, the infirmities of the world and over death itself, and you know maybe some kind of a shared Sign. Um, I was in a parish once where they would give out every year at Easter, just on a simple 8 by eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, an image of the lamb with the flag.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. You know, the
1: victory yep. of the lamb. Um, some kind of a visual thing we can put in our windows, um, the light in the window, the visual lamb, something that just um, I love celebrates that, the victory of Christ and shouts that out in the midst of all of that. So we'll have to think about that.
2: Well, you know, one thing I did want to mention before we close is that we have been praying so fervently for our first responders and for Mm, our caregivers, but really we need to pray for our priests, and we need to pray fervently, uh, constantly for their protection, I think, of our priests who are alone in their rectories. I think of priests who probably are getting desperate calls. I I just we we love our priests, but I I think we need to consciously pray for them, sacrifice for them, love them in a special way during this time. So Uh, You priests are not great about asking for prayers for yourself.
1: (laughs) But we very, very, very much appreciate it. Um, One thought before we break. um, Archbishop Gomez, who's the chair of the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has invited us as a nation to pray on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And so he's in Los Angeles, so he's looking at 9 o'clock in the morning his time, which would be noon our time. We, have, uh, the, we begin the um, commemoration of the Passion at noon here, but we'll have to figure this out, but to pray together the Litany mm-hmm. of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And so we'll be providing a printable card with those prayers and inviting everyone on Good Friday to pray, as in, along with the nation, the Litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on Good Friday.
2: Oh, beautiful.
1: All right, and um, we'll be promoting that in the week to come. Why don't we take a moment, let us pray. And I'll take this from the litany. Almighty and eternal God, look upon the heart of your dearly beloved Son and upon the praise and satisfaction he offers you in the name of sinners and for those who seek your mercy. Be appeased and grant us pardon in the name of the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you forever and ever.
4: Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
4: This is Dave Orsborn, the Assistant Director and Production Manager for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we enter into the final days of our Lenten preparation, St. Gabriel Radio will be bringing you frequent opportunities to stay connected with Bishop Brennan and our entire Diocese of Columbus family. This week, Bishop Brennan will be celebrating Holy Mass at 12.05 p.m., providing daily Frontline of Hope updates and leading us each day in praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 p.m. Next week, Holy Week, St. Gabriel Radio will broadcast a new diocesan-wide Lenten retreat on Monday, April 6th, Tuesday, April 7th, and Wednesday, April 8th at 4 p.m. and re-aired at 7 p.m. each day. St. Gabriel Radio will also broadcast the Holy Week Masses from the Cathedral, starting with the Chrism Mass at 9 a.m. on Thursday. For a complete list of Holy Week broadcasts, go to saintgabrielradio.com.
3: Hi, this is Gary Zimak with another peaceful pause. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13 8. Do you ever get frustrated with your life? You wish that you lived during the time of Jesus when he walked the face of the earth? You could go to Him with your problems, your concerns, your requests. Well, I have good news for you. Jesus Christ, as this verse tells us, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still with us. If you turn to Him today and give Him your needs, give Him your worries, give Him your concerns, He can give you the peace and the solution that you need. Give it a try and see what happens. For more information, visit me at followingthetruth.com.
0: And good morning, and welcome back to this First Friday Sacred Heart Hour here live at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson.
3: Good morning. Good morning.
0: (laughs) Chuck and Joanne, as we enter into this next segment of this uh, Sacred Heart Hour, uh, let's begin by entering into the prayer dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you this poor heart of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings in all that we do. In the grace of a holy death. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we enter into this next segment for the Sacred Heart Hour, we just want to make sure we offer a special word of gratitude to Bishop Brennan for having joined us in the first segment.
2: Oh, wonderful.
0: He's gone, right? (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure. Otherwise, I would say... You can offer a goodbye, Uh, but we do want to make sure that we want to thank Bishop Brennan for spending that uh, first half of this hour with us. Please, on behalf of um, Bishop, and just as an act of charity, uh, may we all keep him in our prayers. Mm. Uh, He is uh, not only a very fine man, he's a man uh, who does love the Lord, and of course, all of us are uniting ourselves in solidarity to persevere through this present moment Uh, And Bishop is taking the concerns of all of the faithful and all people of goodwill within this diocese to heart before the Lord. So we pray for him. Uh, Chuck and Joanne, you know, as we went through, we covered so much territory in the last segment. We were so blessed to have the bishop. But,
2: you know, one thing, Father, I wanted to mention about our dear bishop is Divine Providence, how when he came here, he immediately started traveling going all around the diocese to and then also all the organizations and even fundraisers and you know we were saying does the bishop <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. he's everywhere but look at now how he's been here a short time just a year <clears throat> yeah. but he is so he is so uh... familiar he is so connected in really an amazing way in such a short time, that the Lord truly prepared him for these times. He had what I would call the crash course on (laughs) Columbus. And uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, That's another thing I'm just so grateful for, who he is, but also the effort that he made in the beginning and during and now.
3: And also, just his support to seeing the beauty of the Sacred Heart and home. Absolutely. And he put this message out. I want to invite you to do something special, you the family, individuals, do something special this Easter. Enthrone your home or renew your enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. All the information they need for the enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is available at Welcomehisheart.com and as we mentioned, you can go on the website, you can watch videos, you can have a better understanding, Mm -hmm. you can download the booklet and go ahead and start your enthronement at home without a missionary. You can go ahead and pick up a packet, home enthronement packet at St. Gabriel Radio or you can go ahead and fill out the information on the website and we will mail it to you and then If you give us your phone number, a missionary will follow up with you, pray with you, uh, answer any questions. But right now, because we're all uh, stranded in our homes uh, to be obedient uh, to the governor today, uh, we can continue doing something that is so important. And as you go online, there are slight donations, um, but again, it just supports the ministry. But, Father, who would have ever thought that when we started 2011, that today we've come on with this packet, not knowing this virus was coming, (laughs) but now we have tools that missionaries don't have to go into their homes and people can continue to enthrone, do the preparation, do the enthronement, and the bishop would love to see the enthronement on Easter and then continuing to honor. And one way to do it, start today praying with your family.
0: Yeah, I, you know, 11 years ago, sure, but or 2011, but I think, you know, the other thing is uh, even, you know, here we are, we come to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on the first Friday of every month. I don't think any of us foresaw this last first Friday. Um, right. How much can change just within a month, and yet yeah. at the same time, we know how much can change, but the Lord is always, always, always present and uh everything in the world can change around us, but that's the beauty of our holy faith. The Lord is still before us. And uh you know, we have a variety of opportunities of reaching out to one another, uh, whether it's through TV or radio or internet. Um you, know, you highlighted how many people are connecting over you know Zoom. But there's also, you know, we have people receiving uh updates about the power of the sacred heart and encouraging words and prayers and practices and you know and if you find yourself in that moment where you're not really sure what to say or how to say it you know any prayer to the sacred heart however simple however brief however you know eloquent um it's just an opportunity for us to unite ourselves to Jesus who is there in our home whether we are one or whether we are many as those who live there, the Lord is there, and He wants to be there. And you know, it, really, this uh, this hour on Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio, on this first Friday of the month of April, this day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we are offering you a message of hope that um, there is the light of Christ shining in the darkness of this world, and that even in the midst of suffering and uncertainty and anxiety. There is the spirit of perseverance that is fed by hope.
2: And we have often clarified that um, there's no competition between divine mercy and the sacred heart. It is the heart of Jesus. The uh, divine mercy, which we'll be celebrating, Divine Mercy Sunday, the Jesus I trust in you, is his heart with those rays, his sacred heart. So we celebrate that, uh, you know, that devotion, it, it, they're connected. The love and mercy of our Lord and how he revealed that over time, really, as you say, Father, from the beginning of the heart beating, you know, in the womb of Mary. It's, we, we, there's sometimes a confusion, so we have to always say there's no, no confusion, no competition. Love Jesus And love his most sacred heart.
3: And the um, promise, one of the promises of the Twelve Promises, is I will bless every place, every home in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. And I was thinking, Father, a lot of people continue to hear the message, but, well, I don't really need to do it. And I guess for myself, and maybe help them understand, this is not something where you're just Hanging another picture. No. This is what our Lord Jesus has requested.
0: Yeah. Well, and we can fall back on um, history, right? I mean, we are we are living in a time that for all of those of all of us who are alive, it's unprecedented. There's no there's no living memory for us to fall back on. Hmm. We can go back hmm. into maybe notes that we have from a diary or an account from a great-grandparent about the Spanish flu or hmm. a World War. But you know for those of us in our living memory there is no precedent for this mm-hmm. and, but as Catholics there's always a precedent you know we can fall back to the early church and her persecution or in a particular way we can go you know consider our brothers and sisters who you know lived in Marseille France during the bubonic plague and the bishop of Marseille consecrated the whole the whole land that was suffering so much not just the individuals and the homes and the faith uh, as well as the economy and everything else, he consecrated everything to the Sacred Heart. And within a couple of months... Those, those people who were there, they survived. Oh. And, when
2: was that, Father?
0: You know, we're going back into the... You're going to find these different kind of miracles related to the Sacred Heart from the 1700s and the 1800s and mm. the 1900s, you know. And you have even, like, if you look in Paris, France, you know, there's the beautiful Basilica of Sacre-Cœur, which is Sacred Heart. Even that was erected as a testimony of gratitude to the people of Paris for surviving as a result of the grace of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And, you know, I a lot of us, we, we go through our drawers or we re- go through a box of things that we inherit from somebody, and you, mm-hmm. you find those little Sacred Heart badges. You yeah, know? what is that? You always wonder, it's like, how many of these could one person possibly have?
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, those go back to, like, you know, different areas of the Church universal striving to literally have the heart of Jesus on their person, and they would wear that Mm. badge. They would have that badge on their person. They would have it in their presence as just a, a sign of unity with the heart of Jesus. And oftentimes it was associated with a certain personal commitment to ask the Lord, take my life, all of who I am, so that I will be faithful to you always and everywhere. And as I strive to be faithful, shield me from any pain, shield me from any suffering, shield me from the inflictions of the present age, But anything you allow me to experience, I will experience in union with you, O Lord. And there's, whether it's Marseille, whether it's Lyon, whether it's Paris, whether it's, you know, the faithful in Ireland striving to maintain hope and persevere and have a spirit of welcome for the Holy Family, the Lord, the sacraments, the Holy Mass, the traveling priest, whether it's the people in Central Ohio, the state of Ohio, the Midwest, the United States, those of us who have that knowledge of the Lord, we have to make sure our knowledge and belief in the Lord pair up perfectly with how we live in the Lord. And we just have to have the heart of Jesus there in our homes. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, I believe in the Lord, but do we automatically live in the Lord? Do we live with him, in him? And do we have him living in us? Uh, these, these moments, painful, painful as they are, they're also moments of incredible hope in Jesus.
3: Now, Father, I have one question. Sure. If, let's say, I have made eight First Fridays mm-hmm. and today I can't get the mask, do I recirculate it? Yep.
2: It's a
0: restart. <laughs> oh, do it. I'm to yeah. start over.
3: And...
2: Start yeah. over. <laughs>
0: it's a restart. I know. A chuck, Is unfortunately, this tally toll comes to a stop. <laughs> that
3: would have a. Uh, yeah. clarification on that
0: right and i think that's very important because you know the 12th promise of our lord makes it very clear that um uh, the nine first fridays participate in a novena an ongoing novena of going to mass and receiving him in holy communion and on this first friday when that opportunity is not availed to us Uh, We have to make sure that we don't see the promise as like a burden that weighs us down, but rather as an opportunity to live life in union with him. And while there's a lot of people scratching their forehead or rubbing their Hmm. temples right now saying... You mean I have to start all over? It's like you don't have to start all over. You get to start all over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. You know,
2: <laughs> he asked that same question, Father, to Father Wilson. He said the same thing.
3: <laughs> I wasn't setting you up, Father. I was just trying to see. But anyway, Father, I know
0: you're that student who pits teachers I know against we one have another. A big
3: week coming on next week. Yes. Holy week. Yeah. And any thoughts as we prepare? For this Sunday Palm Sunday going into uh the Christmas, going into Good Friday, yeah. and then on the Easter. You Doesn't
2: know, he keep us on Mark Father? The
0: I that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Even from great social distance he keeps us on mark. You know, yeah, I think he you know does. I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna beg all of our listeners, anyone who listens to Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio, please, please, for the sake of your spiritual life and for uh an effort and attempt at unity with the church. Tune into the radio station and listen. Participate by listening in the masses that our bishop will offer from the cathedral. Uh, you'll hear the schedule announced mm. here and there, advertised. Um, please do not let this time fall into a kind of time warp. Mm. You know, it's so hard for so many of us to we we wake up and it's like, well what day is it? Um, we've lost that orientation of it's Sunday because Sunday Mass. Well, okay, Sunday Mass was yesterday, so now it's Monday. We can't lose ourselves in the midst of a loss of time. We have to stay oriented on the Lord, focused on Jesus. Spiritually speaking, we can do that in our homes by staying focused on the Sacred Heart, keeping up our personal prayer life. But liturgically... As a member of the mystical body of Christ, the Church, we can do that by tuning into the radio station and listening to the different homilies of Bishop Brennan coming from the different sacred liturgies offered at St. Joseph's Cathedral. You can tune into EWTN and watch the masses, or you know, you can uh, watch a live stream mass from St. Patrick's or any one of the number of parishes. Or St. Paul. You know, any of them, all of them. You know, you can even <laughs> rotate. If you, I mean, it's there's a variety. Literally, an incredible variety of opportunities for people to uh, watch and to participate. And And
3: St. Catherine's, there's about 15 parishes, Mm -hmm. and St. Joan of Arc, so you're right, Father, a great way. And I think for families next week, the question is, what are you going to do differently in your home Mm. as you prepare for Easter? But we have to go through Good Friday and some of us right now are living that good friday and i know father talking with some friends who work or have businesses very nervous time yeah, for the worker today yeah
0: true it's very true and uh, you know what do you what do what do we do with that stress we must not internalize it we must not allow pride to let us think that somehow we are in control we have to mm-hmm. give that to the lord we have to give that to the lord you know, Chuck and Joanne, we are now, uh, we're bringing to a close this uh, first Friday hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And St. Gabriel Catholic Radio has been receiving uh, intentions and petitions to pray for. And you know, and we want to unite those to the uh, intention from Pope Francis for the month of April, Freedom from Addiction. We pray that those suffering from addiction may be helped and accompanied. We also want to pray for all of those who are working as health care providers uh, especially those who are working in healthcare systems, uh, pray for one another. You know, in great love, we we pray for one another. And whether it's a phone call, an email, uh, a Zoom, a Skype, uh, listening to one another on the radio, we we must stay united. And the one who binds us and is the bonding source of uniting us to one another, it is Jesus. It is His heart.
3: You know, Father, there is, and I know we're on social distancing, but when it says uh, session two, maybe you could close with that prayer, um, which says, let us pray this prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus for protection against this virus uh, 19. Do you see that?
0: Uh, Yes, I do. Yeah. Keeping in mind all of our intentions. That might be a
3: nice one, because that ties into exactly what you just talked about, And, Father, we can't thank you enough for everything you're doing. And I'm just, as Joanne said, we're just celebrating that, thank God, we have the the blessing of being able to either bring directly or indirectly the sacred heart. And for those that are listening and you say, well, I haven't done it yet, just put the image up. Let Jesus speak to you if you're hesitating. Because that's what the image will do. Jesus will work through that to help you. So, with that in mind, Father. And don't
2: forget to pray for our priests.
3: And, and pray for with
2: our
0: that, <laughs> we'll bring this hour to a close. O good Jesus, you are the Most High God, everlasting and always loving. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore Thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us all in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of any suffering, our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need, your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort.
3: You are our hope. Amen.
2: Amen.